Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or VeloSews on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Stay listening. So Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. As Sandy mentioned on Friday's So Over 50 Instagram live event to celebrate the 40,000 follower milestone, Teresa or at Desotropia is today's So Over 50 podcast guest. Teresa has developed an Etsy list of craft small businesses based in Ukraine so that we can support them directly. And right now, Etsy has removed the seller fees for these businesses. Teresa, thank you for being today's Sober 50 guest and for coming on at such short notice. Oh, sure. No problem. Just so that our listeners know, where do you live? I live in a city in the Andes in Ecuador called Cuenca. It's about maybe, I think, 600,000 people up here at about 2,500 meters or uh, approximately like 8,000 feet altitude. So pretty high up here. Teresa, you're the first person that has been on the podcast from Ecuador. So congratulations and thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. We're in the same hemisphere, at least. I know. The reason I asked that question, listeners, is because Teresa is here because she's developed some information for us that we can use to help people out. And the question I'm going to ask you, and you can take it from there, Teresa, what motivated you to develop the listing to support Ukrainian sewing businesses? I'm sure most people are feeling similarly and that it's, it's just really hard to watch these events unfold and not be able to do really anything about it. Not just where we are, you know, I mean, so far away from Ukraine, but just, just in general. My son's best friend, my son is 10 and his best friend is from Ukraine. And I was listening to them play and just feeling like, I'm glad my son is playing, you know, with his friend because it takes his mind off the stress and and his, you know, his family, his whole family is here and they, but they also have friends and family back in Ukraine and they're just really stressed. Yeah. A lot of grief over the situation going on in his house. So I just wanted to just try to do something that I could do. The idea wasn't even my idea. All I did was a little bit of legwork. The idea actually there's an a Instagrammer named Daydreams of Quilts, and her name is Anita LaHaye, and she's in Canada. And she posted a little post with the idea, and I thought, oh, great, yeah, I'll do that. And then I thought, well, you know, a lot of people probably don't want to go through the trouble to look all these businesses up, and, and so, you know, I can do that. Before I retired, I was a web developer, so it's not a big thing for me to put up a, a web page or anything like that. So I did that. It's got really nice response. And, and, you know, I bought a bunch of things. My mother-in-law wanted to buy something, but she doesn't do any kind of crafty things. So she bought something for me that I could make for my son. And uh, it's been nice to see that people are really willing to just for a few dollars buy a pattern from someone. It's been really nice, but it's also been a little heartbreaking because a lot of the sellers have written back to me, thanking me, but also telling me a little bit about the situation, which as you can imagine is really, it's just gut-wrenching. So um, it's a way to get them a little income. I think all of the people I've listed so far and you know I, I hope any of your listeners if they have any they can send them to me I can add them or they can great they can just copy and paste it to wherever they want I mean it's just free to use whatever you want to do with 
it's, it's a small little thing, but it's just, you know, the world's made up of small things. And so if we all do something small, it becomes something big. So I hope that, you know, we can help them through this time. It's one way of giving them some sort of support when we can't actually be there to help them right. and safeguard their livelihoods and their, their lives. I have never been to Ukraine, but I've been to Moldova, their neighbor. And in fact, this shawl was made by my friend in Moldova. And I've read that I think there's one out of eight children in Moldova now is a refugee from Ukraine. My husband and I had a lot of friends in, in Moldova, and he himself has been a little, you know, stressed about just hearing about everything and, and hearing what um, is going on. And they're all trying to find ways to help. And another thing that, you know, has been kind of going around, I think CNN wrote an article about how people are hiring Airbnbs that they don't plan to stay in. And I think that's a wonderful way because a lot of those people who do own those Airbnbs are actually hosting refugees in them. So there's all these little ways that we from across the globe can just sort of support those businesses. You know, there's a lot of legit charities that are doing good work, but this is just another way to get in there. There are the large organizations that are set up to be able to help. They've got all the infrastructure, et cetera, and you can provide assistance to them that way. This spreadsheet or this database that you've got helps yeah. us directly help the actual person. Yeah. It's what you feel comfortable with doing. And if you're not comfortable doing that, that's fine. But if you really want to help someone directly, your yeah. database is the way to go about it. It goes right into their pockets. The idea also was a little bit inspired by when Hurricane Katrina happened in New Orleans, my husband's grandmother she went into like the Houston stadium and talked to people individually and said, what do you need personally? And then she solicited donations from all of us, friends and family. And then she went out and bought those things. Like she bought backpacks. And some of the things that people were asking for were things you wouldn't maybe have thought of. And maybe the charities aren't providing. And some of them were just like, you know, underwear things. People really left without anything. Mm -hmm. So it was another way to, you know, make a difference one person at a time in little ways. And so this is another way that it goes directly to a person whose business has been affected, whose life has been upturned. Perfectly said. It's one way of being able to help another person directly. Yeah. Can you give us some examples of what's on the listing? Oh, sure. And one of the things I really made a point of doing was going to each seller's page and almost all of them have a picture of the person, their name, what city they're in. Mm -hmm. And it really made those people, you know, real. Olga, Tatiana, Svetlana, you know, Oksana. I think all of the sellers are actually women in this case. And I believe today is International Women's Day. So the day that we're recording this, yeah. Yeah, the day we're recording. I would say that the majority, I think there's a, a wide variety. There's some sewing patterns. There are a lot of crochet patterns and knitting patterns. I bought a couple of those knitting patterns. There's a woman who sells vintage knitting patterns, lovely things that you could make cross stitch. And I bought a few of those, a lot of little adorable little felt toys. You could make, you know, Christmas ornaments and things like that. One of the sellers actually sold digital books that featured Ukrainian cross-stitch, you know, the, the, uh, there's a name for the beautiful shirts and the, the traditional uh, blouses that they make. And so one store sells those as a digital download. Yeah. Just a lot of creative patterns and instructional videos and things like that, that they sell. That's good for listeners to know so that they can hop online and have a look. Yeah. So where can they find the listing? It's um, TeresaHardy.com. That's Teresa without an H, but Hardy with an H, H-A-R-D-Y. 
yeah, and, and you'll just go to that that main page and there's two links there. Really simple, nothing fancy, but it'll take you to the two different versions of the list if you want to check it out. I have my own website, but I don't use it for anything except for right now it's hosting these two links. One of them goes to a really simple all text with the links version of the list. And another one goes to a page that I tried to zhuzh up a little bit and, and put some picture previews and also a link to their Instagram if I can find it. Some of them may have an Instagram account, but I just couldn't find, mm -hmm. but most of them do so that you can follow them on Instagram and kind of see what they're up to as well. Thank you so much for doing that service for sure. people in the Ukraine so that we can at least do something to help them directly if that's what we're able to do. Yeah, yeah. I'll continue to add links as people send them to me. People have sent me a few new shops that weren't on the list and I'm happy to add them. And like I said, anybody wants to take the list and do whatever they want with it, take mm -hmm. the code, go for it, whatever gets it out there. Brilliant. When did you start sewing and what made you start sewing? I'm learning to knit. But my main craft is sewing. And I've been sewing since I was a little girl. I wanted to make clothes for my dolls, you know, and then, yeah. then for my cats and then for me. And I'm short, so nothing ever fit me. And I, you know, I wanted things to fit me. So it's sort of a necessity for shorties to know how to sew, I think. Unless you're an average size, you should probably know how to sew because everything needs an alteration. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I got you on is because Judith of Sober 50 gave me your mm -hmm. name. So when did you discover the Sober 50 community? I really don't know. I started Instagramming kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. So I, I have like a, my own personal Instagram, but I started making one and I didn't want to put my sewing things up on my personal Instagram because it's just like, that's just a set of memories of my family for us to share. And I don't know, someone must have found me from there. I, I used to used to have a live journal. Do you remember that live journal? Yep. Yeah, it was like in the early blogging days. And I used to have one that I put all my, you know, all my sewing things on. But after my son came along, there's just no time for no. blogging. So, yeah. <laughs> so the Instagram's really easy. And, you know, yeah, I must have seen somebody and followed the link and maybe started adding the hashtag, which is great because I feel sort of like I know them. And I love this little community of all of us sewists over 50. And it's great. Yeah, I just, I think it's really sweet the way that, you know, like the same people will always kind of, you know, give you a little thumbs up on something you post and, and um, it makes it feel so much like a community. They've done a great job of it. Really, really spectacular way of bringing people together. So, you know, they've got over 40,000 followers, but they wow. work 24 seven, honestly. <laughs> they really it do. It seems like it. It seems like it. Yeah, they do. Teresa, it looks like silk is your favorite fabric to wear. I would have everything in silk if I could have everything in silk. You know, I just love silk. It's very hard to find here in Ecuador. I can find like Duponi silk. Fabric shopping here is not great. And so when I go to the U.S. to visit family and stuff, it's always I'm always shopping for fabric. Great strategy. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I buy all in the same kind of color palette mm -hmm. and everything. So anything I make kind of goes together as a little capsule. So at least that's the goal, <laughs> but I just buy what I, I see and I, I just fall in love sometimes and, and just buy it anyway. But I love silk. I think silk is so easy to work with. Even, even like fine silk like this, it's crisp. It, you can press it and it just has that nice, you know, nice feeling. It's a lovely feel. Can I ask you again about your sewing? Teresa, what's your favorite make? 
My favorite thing sewing wise is making my Halloween costumes. Yeah. I know it's silly. I like making my own clothes. Every year around Halloween, getting an idea in my head and coming up with a Halloween costume that's usually a group theme costume for my family. That's my favorite thing. So I guess, you know, in the last, I think, three years in a row, I won the Halloween costume contest. And so I guess I could say that's that I, I won. Yay. You know, I, one year we went as Ecuadorian street food. And one of my favorite ones was I made a two person love seat. So my husband and I, it's like a little sofa. I don't know if it's called a love seat everywhere. The pun did not go over well here in Ecuador. No one got it, but it was still a hit to see two people walking around dressed as like a little sofa. And then my son was a couch potato, which is another oh. pun that, that no one got. Yeah, things like that. I, I really love like my one time a year. I love just sewing. You know, it's a group thing, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's a nice thing too. I mean, when before mm. my son came along, I would never have dreamed of using Velcro on even on a Halloween costume. It would have been hand-sewn vintage snaps, you know, and I did that. But after him, it's like, just bring the Velcro and I'll staple <laughs> Staple it, you know. But yeah, so there's a freedom in that, and that no one's really going to look on the inside, and and it, you know, I usually only end up wearing it once, and then I, you know, give it away. Yeah, thank you for that. What's a trend that you are enjoying sewing at the moment? I love big poofy sleeves, and I know that that's been around for a couple of years, or at least since I started this Instagram, I've noticed all these big poofy sleeves. I am not over it. Bring the big poofy sleeves. I love them. You know, they present a challenge when you try to get them inside a coat or some overgarment. You know, that's just a that's just another challenge to tackle. Like I made some capes so that the, my sleeves can come out and, you know. Good idea. Yeah, yeah I, I like I, I like the big, you know, yeah, the big poofy sleeves. Nice. Yeah. So what keeps you sewing? What capes? What, what, oh, what motivates you oh, to what, keep sewing? Sorry, uh, I'm being accent. too Australian. <laughs> What capes are you sewing? Okay. It's not right sorry. Now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not here either. It's uh, it is up north, but um, what keeps me sewing? You know, my son has been in um, virtual school almost two years, most of the last two years. They just went back to presencial, and so they're in in person school. Now, you know, I have all this daytime free time and. But one of the things that I find that sewing does for me is it really helps me just break some bad habits. Like during the middle of the pandemic, my, you know, I just noticed our, our drinking, we would drink a lot of wine in the evening and stuff. And, you know, it just got to be kind of like habitual, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm just somebody who has to always be doing something. So if I am sewing, it keeps me, you know, it keeps me, I get super into it and I, and it, it keeps me from indulging in some bad habits. That is one thing that, that keeps me sewing. And one thing that sewing keeps me doing, which is, you know, doing something productive and positive in my evenings rather than just, yeah, let's watch some YouTube and have a glass of wine, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the start of the pandemic, we just kind of didn't know what to do. We were all stressed out, but then during the middle, I just said, you know, I, I need a more positive, um, you know, hobby and more, more positive um, activities, especially in the evenings when there's not going out, you know. Yeah. At that stage, there was no end to when we were going to go out either. Like I know yeah. in Australia, it kept getting extended and things sure, would happen. Yeah. So yeah. having something to keep you occupied, like sewing is really helpful. 
Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny because I actually learned a lot about your um, situation and the situation in New Zealand from following all the Instagrammers I followed that were down here in this, this half of the world. And, you know, and really learning from people saying, oh, we're in another lockdown. I don't really get news about Australia here. You know, even if it's world news, it's like the fact that you guys are going into another lockdown isn't like big news enough to like, no, you know, make it everywhere. Right. So, but it's, it's interesting to find out what is really going on with other people. And you find that out sort of by, you know, just being part of a, a world community. Yep. If we sort of keep going along that point, the fact that you've, you know, used the idea of how can we support people in the Ukraine directly, and you've gone mm-hmm. ahead and put this database together so that we can now have a look at and support someone directly has been one of those things that you know we can't get on the news but we can get through Instagram and through a podcast yeah absolutely and you know I I haven't taken it further but there's probably you know I focus sort of on the things that I would be interested in craft things but there are also you know digital content um, such as graphics and design you know graphic design that you could use in some elements or photography perhaps that could also be a digital download that I didn't include because it's not, you know, I'm just trying to keep it focused. And then, yep. you know, there's other people who could maybe, you know, someone out there listening might want to do something like that. Took that idea and did that for some digital content or some other digital content besides this crafty stuff. Yep. There aren't that many sellers on Etsy. I mean, the list is maybe, I don't know, 25 or something at this point. There's not that many, but hopefully more will turn up. Yep. Hopefully people will start contacting you with more that yeah. they know of and that can then go onto the list. So that's really mm-hmm. great that A, you've created it and B, that we've had the chance to chat about it and give people a heads up on, hey, this is available. And if you know more, go here. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, even if you don't have anything you want to buy right now, you can always, you know, favorite a store and favorite a product, you know, go back to your Etsy later when you're feeling more flush and and buy something later because people are going to need support for a long time. I, I hope this conflict will be over soon. But even when it is, they're going to still need our support. So it's, you know, now is really important for them. But, you know, even later will be important for them to get back on their feet. In the long term, there's a lot of work that's going to need to be done. And any sort of support that people can give them either directly or indirectly now, or when, as you say, when, you know, you've got more money, it would be really useful. I plan to keep the list up probably indefinitely. So it'll be there. Any last words for our listeners? Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. I listened to a couple of your other podcasts earlier and I thought, oh, these people are, you know, designing patterns and writing books. And, you know, I am just honored that you wanted to have little old me here on your podcast. So thank you for listening. You know, one of the key things with Sober 50 and with this podcast is we try and make those people in the community visible. So those people Mm -hmm. who are contributing and you're contributing to the community. So thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Teresa. Listeners, if you want to be a guest editor about a topic that you wish to share with So Over 50 followers, make sure you direct message So Over 50 on Instagram. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Over 50 podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Teresa sound by bensound.com you can subscribe to soul organized style podcast but with an s not a z on all good podcast apps make sure you go back and listen to our free server 50 podcast archive and if you can consider supporting the production of this podcast on patreon we look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time stay safe everyone <laughs>